0: If you are trying to figure out how am I supposed to have a real connection with someone through a screen, this is the episode for you, and it's just marinated in some good old-fashioned
1: Southern goodness. Hello friends, and welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are sharing stories of women YouTube creators in order to inspire other women to start creating. In each episode, we deep dive into why these women chose YouTube to create on their struggles, their successes, and of course, get real about what happens when you're a female creator on the internet. This podcast is brought to you by TubeBuddy, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. Now let's get into it with your hostess, Desiree Martinez. We are starting
0: 2020 with a whole lot of lady empowerment in this episode. I am talking with the fantastic, wonderful to listen to because you know I love me a southern accent, Whitney Nicely, where she helps women create financial independence by teaching them how to be like real estate hustlers, how you can grow your net worth and go from nothing to broke through real estate. She breaks down for you everything that you need to know about money and loans and, and being a lady in a man's world, which is a big part of what we talk about in this episode. But before we dive into this, I want to thank you all for being here. We've had a like killer start to this podcast. And I want you to know that all of you who are listening, all of you that are like getting something out of this, I am here for you. And I hope that this podcast can be everything you need it to be. So I want you all to do me a quick favor Head over to Instagram and shoot me a DM at Miss Desiree Rose with who you want me to interview that you love on YouTube. And maybe if you have any special topics you would like us to discuss in here, I am exploring the idea of doing like some roundtable discussions around topics um, with some new and already people who have been guests on this show about different kinds of things to deal with specific issues or specific niches or specific areas of YouTube. So I want y'all to participate in it. So pause this, go send me that DM on Instagram, and I'm going to try and find a way to make that happen for you. So like I said, at the start of this podcast, this is the episode that's going to be all about helping you, Figure out how to talk to somebody as if it were a screen. And you know what? Honestly, there's just so much in this awesome interview with Whitney. And fun fact, this is actually the first interview I ever did for this podcast. And I wanted to wait till the right time to put this out into the world. And I really felt the start of the year was like the best time for it because we really dive into so many different things. And because we talk so much about like women life and all the things that go into it, that that's what we're here for. And we're here to help make your life better, to make your business better, and to help you grow and own your genius through YouTube. So without further ado, let's just dive into this interview with Whitney. Welcome Whitney, I'm so excited to have you here today to talk about how you are crushing it with YouTube.
2: Welcome. Thanks for having me, this is gonna be fun. So, why YouTube? YouTube is awesome because anywhere else you do a video or promote anything is a one hit wonder and it's gone the next morning. You got to redo it and redo it. Whereas YouTube, when you put something out there, especially if it's good, or in my case, if it's bad, it'll take off. And I I say that because it was probably my worst video. It was an absolute practice run that I I put up on YouTube to send off to get kind of graded by my coach. And that's the one that took off. Oh, interesting. So why did you decide to, to, why did
0: you decide on YouTube? Like what, what made you get started there?
2: I really wanted to improve my video presence and I wanted a way for everything to live kind of evergreen. And so that's why I switched from Facebook to YouTube and I have absolutely adored YouTube and it's just, it's a, It's a bigger situation, you know, like on Facebook, you put something up and maybe a handful of people are going to get it. But on YouTube, you can actually do things in the words, the tags, the descriptions so that the right people see you instead of just your mom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we can have a nurse. My mom is subscribed to my channel and she watches every video. So hats off to those moms.
2: My dad has subscribed. He watches every video while I'm sitting in the room with him. And my mom's like, stop. She's here with us. You can talk to her. That's awesome. So
0: you talked about how like you were on Facebook and doing stuff and you, and you switched over to YouTube because you liked that there had like, there's longevity. Like people could find your old stuff easier, which 100% is one of the main reasons I also decided to switch over from I still obviously use Facebook and all that stuff but it, YouTube's a big part it's like the foundation of my my strategy for sure so what did you find was the biggest struggle with being a YouTuber like where where is where does the pain where does the pain happen
2: a lot of times i was doing my facebook Lives just kind of like as i felt like it which was good as long as i was getting you know one or two or three done But on YouTube, it's having those pre-recorded, scheduled, I need you to think right now today about this topic instead of just kind of being like, yeah, whatever, and just going with it. That was the hardest thing is getting the consistency down. But I got in a really good rhythm of, you know, when I had a good idea and a good topic that I want to do a video about, I would just take a whole bunch of notes. I would go ahead and give it the title. I would go ahead and think through the tag of it. I would go ahead and kind of structure it in my head. That way, the next time I had makeup on and I did my hair, I could just plug back into that moment and roll. Because, I mean, on Facebook, I have a bad habit of just getting on and doing a live when it suits me instead of when I'm scheduled to be there. So walk
0: us through, walk us through your process. So like we want to dive deep into, you know, the combination of my like personal things, but also like the nitty gritty details, like let's uh, educate some people about your process. So walk us through how you create and like how, how that process looks like. I, I love that you talked about hair and makeup. I always tell people, specifically women, do your hair and makeup and record a whole bunch of videos, get that mileage out of it. But what is the other process? Like talk to us about like how you plan and why you plan it and what you work through and, all that good stuff.
2: I look for a lot of keywords, not necessarily that are trending, but that the ladies that I'm helping, they're talking about, or they're confused about. And I think about, okay, like if I, if we were on a zoom call and I was coaching you on how to do a deal or how to talk to a seller or how to do things, I would take that nugget that's woman to woman and something that you're struggling with. And I would write that down and say, we need to do a topic we need to do a video about this. And then I I had a lady that was helping me and she would do the research to find, you know, maybe the trending topic that was sort of related to what I was trying to say. Because one of the struggles that I've had is I'm a real estate investor. I'm a real estate broker. I'm all real estate all the time. And I'm not very techie. So I wanted to talk about what I want to talk about, whether it was trending or not, whether anybody was looking for it or not. and that doesn't help you on YouTube. So I really needed somebody that could keep me structured and give me, you know, some of the right words to say, or in the right order or help me title the video or do some things with my thumbnail. I needed, I needed that coach. I needed that help and that support to make sure the videos were getting to the right people so that I was helping real people, real women. So, what is that process then, Memphis?
0: Like, so you just like come up with ideas, and someone helps you work through them? Like,
2: I come yeah. up with ideas. We use Trello for my team, and I come up with ideas, and I say, "Hey, I was coaching so and so on this, that, and the other," and then I might look at some YouTube videos, and I might look at some blog posts. I might go to some other sites. I might test it out. What are you, What are you confused about here? Blah 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 but they would really help me narrow in on that one topic that we need to talk about or those certain tags that are really going for my industry or different things like that. So we would go back and forth probably for a week or two before I would even record. And so I would get on the 20th of every month, I'll get four topics that I need to talk about. And because my coach isn't a real estate person, a lot of times when they would give it back to me, I would be able to take whatever they gave me and break it down into mini series. So if they gave me four topics, I could turn that into 16 different videos and I would get them recorded by the first of the next month. So I had almost two weeks to get them recorded. They would edit them, schedule them and get them out. So sometimes, especially this winter, I was doing videos for like two or three months in advance. And by the time they came out, everybody was like, oh, I love that video. And I'd have to go watch it because it had been so long since I recorded it. I didn't remember what I said anymore. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, the joys of batch batching your content, right?
2: Batching Is brilliant though. But I mean, I would block off a whole day because you know, I was working on these topics I'd be practicing and then I would do a 15 or 20 minute video and then I have to work and practice the next one. And you really have to be in the zone and not have a whole bunch of distractions to get those videos cranked out and actually make them good and not, uh, ramble on for days and days and days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so <laughs>
2: which let's be real.
0: Like if it wasn't for editing, we would all probably be rambling messes for sure.
2: <laughs> I- I definitely am. And I honestly think sometimes that's why women connect with me because I think out loud, even if it's a random thought like, Oh, Abby's getting up. So if she starts barking, y'all just ignore that. But women know that things are going to happen. And so I'm talking about real estate, real estate, real estate. And then I talk about my life or something personal, or like I just hit my face then. And like women recognize that I'm a real person and that my life is really revolving at the same time that I'm trying to help them. And I think women kind of like the rambling because a lot of times they're just listening they just need some background noise. And sometimes it's the ramble or the rant that catches their attention and then gets them back to where they need to be because they've gone off on a different tangent.
0: So what do you think it is about your content? Like let's, let's stick to this. What do you think it is about what you're saying and and how you're delivering it that connects to these, these women
2: that you talk I completely believe in the kiss method, keep it simple, silly. And as simple as I can be, that's when women are really going to be able to grasp it because we've got 18,000 different things going on every day. Nobody really wants a real estate seminar in the middle of breakfast you might think you do, but you don't. And if I can relate it to something that you do like, like if I can relate real estate investing to dating, you're gonna have some sort of basis to go on. We can all relate to dating or having a bad boyfriend or somebody jumping the gun in the conversation and making the offer too soon. So if I can keep it simple and use regular English instead of like real estate PhD level words, Then it feels more like a conversation and it feels more like just you and your girlfriend hanging out, talking about real estate and making a whole lot of money.
0: How do you know how to talk? tell us about your perfect, your perfect viewer? Like, how do you know, how do we figure out how to, to figure, how do I want to say this? how do we figure out who our perfect person is to talk to so that we can have that same sort of relationship that you do with your viewers? And maybe even tell us a little bit like who your perfect viewer is so
2: that we can like get some context. My perfect viewer is a busy mom who wants to contribute to the family's bottom line. She wants to feel needed. A lot of my ladies are, moms, but they're high school or college age moms and they don't have anybody like needing them and tugging at them anymore. But if they can find something to do, that's not a full-time job, not a total desk job. And they can really contribute without giving 150%. Then they get that sense of certainty and contribution back. And they have this new leash on life and they're suddenly what they see on TV and what they're watching on YouTube, they start actually living that. And it's a lot more fun to live it than to watch somebody else doing it either on YouTube or on TV. So my perfect woman is a lot like me and that's how I found her. I was doing a lot on Instagram, I was doing a lot of coaching and people were wanting to work with me and talk with me and some people I really, really enjoyed coaching. And other people, I was just coaching because they paid me to, but I found out that the busy moms that just needed the short, simple answer and not questioning everything I said, they were more fun for me because I could give them two or three different steps. They would fill in the blanks. They'd go do it, come back and have really good questions right? If you want a better answer, get a really good question. And usually when you get some experience, your questions get better. You get further down the process. And then a lot of times you just need somebody to bounce ideas off with instead of, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes. Go do it. Try it. Believe in yourself. And those are the women that I like helping. So how
0: do you think, um, our fellow ladies who are trying to like figure out what this YouTube thing is all about, what is it that they need to do to find their person to talk
2: to? I think if you have one topic, you're going to be more successful and we all want to be, you know, everything to everybody all the time, but there's got to be one thing that just really lights you up. And I don't care if it's knitting. If you like to knit and you can talk about knitting, 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 then there's going to be other women probably that are going to come through and they're going to want to talk about knitting, 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 knitting. It doesn't matter if it's gardening. It doesn't matter if it's real estate investing. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, growing a YouTube channel. Like it doesn't matter what it is, whatever gets you really excited. There's probably other people that it also gets excited to talk about that. So when you can find one thing and then you can build a community of like-minded individuals and you can encourage them in their pursuits, then that's really going to help you grow a bigger audience. That's, that's what's helped me in real estate. I mean, there's thousands of ways to make money in real estate, but I've got one way to do deals. And to do house deals, most specifically. And from that one way, I can go in three or four different directions, but it always comes back to that one thing. And people like that. People want to put you in a box, even though you don't want to be put in a box. If people can put you in a box, they'll be more comfortable with you. Well, I think that by knowing what
0: your box is, it allows for you to have more success from... The algorithm from YouTube, from people, they know what to expect from you. Like my box is helping you grow your business with better content marketing. You know, like all of these, all of us YouTubers know what our box is. And that's what people can count on us for. So it wouldn't ever make any sense for you to like one day just, you know, change your your pivot one day from your one thing. And like, maybe like, I'm not going to talk to men about five things. Like that would make no sense to your audience. So I think, and this is one of those very rare situations where it makes sense to be in your box, but your
2: box can be as weird and crazy as he wants to be. <laughs> it can be for sure. And another thing that lets me stand out is there aren't a whole lot of women talking to women like a woman about real estate investing. So I use regular analogies that a woman would understand. I completely understand that you might be going on an appointment and have your kids with you or in the car. And those are different hurdles that women have to go through that men probably don't, at least not as much. And most of the time, real estate investors are men teaching men. And I've been through all those courses, and I had to come home and retranslate it into a woman talk to be able to be successful. And I've got a busy schedule like everybody else. So I had to figure out how to make the most impact in the shortest amount of time. And I think women love that. I just wanted to take a quick minute and thank you
0: for listening with a little something something from TubeBuddy. If you don't know, TubeBuddy is a free browser extension and mobile app for your YouTube account that helps you with finding the best keywords, create titles, A-B test your thumbnails, provides you with analytics, milestones, reporting, and so much more. If you have been inspired by the stories in today's podcast and you're ready to start creating, you don't want to do it without TubeBuddy. Get signed up with this free service at TubeBuddy.com forward slash women. Why do you think it is that in your industry, it's so male dominated and that they talk mainly to men? Like, why do you think that happened?
2: I really think it's because a hundred years ago, our great grandma's, couldn't really just go buy whatever they wanted to without somebody signing off on it. And it's just been big money takes big balls. And a lot of men fall more into that category than women do. Even though women are the nesters, we're the homemakers. We can feel a good deal faster than a man does because a lot of times the men are just after the numbers, the bottom line, does this make sense? Blah, blah, blah. Whereas the women will get in and actually create a relationship with a seller. And a lot of times that's why my girls and I get the deals because we listened, because we explained things, because we spent an extra 10 minutes with them. And I think that's why women are the best investors because they take more time. It's not just about the numbers. It's not just about the deal. It's about, well, this is a good deal. And if I'm good to them, they'll pass me off to other people. And men are really, really good at what they do and they analyze and move fast and they're looking for the biggest bang that they can get whereas the other deals lead to bigger deals and then you don't have to spend as much time spinning your wheels. Interesting. So with what you do to help these women,
0: how how do you make money? Like what's your what's your job, I guess? Like what is your business as attached to your YouTube channel because if you're teaching all these women how to be, you know, B A investors. Like what are you doing? How does how do you add revenue to it?
2: I have 10 LLCs. <laughs> I'm a little bit of an entrepreneur junkie and I love starting new businesses. The business that I have on YouTube is called She buys it and we help women do real estate deals. You know from being a content creator that you can't ever give it all away because if you put it all out there for free, people are going to come and say, yes, but now I want it in a strategy. I want it in a system. I want it straight from you. I don't want you just talking out to thousands of people. I want you to pay attention to me mm-hmm. and women really love that too. Especially, I feel like I'm kind of like a boutique coach. You could go to a department store, you could go to Walmart and go wherever and you can buy whatever you want to. But women who want a lot more out of life, are going to boutiques where they can walk in. Somebody's going to know their name, know their size, have the room ready for them, give them some champagne, and really cater to them to make the experience better. It's not just about, you know, puking out a bunch of data at you, which is sometimes what I feel like I do on YouTube. (laughs) It's about really connecting and being somebody that they can lean on because in everything, something's going to go wrong at some point. And they're not just going to go post on a YouTube channel and be like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time. Here's all the details because they don't want their dirty laundry aired out. But they come to me for personal one-on-one or mastermind coaching so that I can know them, know their deals, know their size, know what they're wanting, know their goals. And that's how we create money making opportunities is we pay attention to our women and we love on them and encourage them.
0: I just love all the things that you are saying right now because I I have just so many thoughts and opinions about everything. Like, it's just so good. Like, I just love, like I said, it's just loving all over people. And I think that what I love about YouTube is how you can, people can, have a one, essentially a one-way relationship with you where they think they know you and they're like, oh, I got to go see what Desiree's got to say today. I got to go see what Winnie's going to say today. You know, I got to learn from her. I got to keep inspired. I got to stay in front of her. But then when you want like that next layer, when you want that like access, that's when you come into like, I literally, I do give away all of my information for free. But at the same time, where I make money in my business is in time. I don't care how many of my videos that you've watched. I don't care if you think you can do it all yourself, which is what my videos are going to help you do. You will never be able to have time. And so we all, it's like the, the, the cliche, you know, everyone's got the same 24 hours from you to Beyonce. it's all about how you're using efficiently. And so like where I make my money is in the transparency of how we do things. And then I, pay you you pay me to have your time back which is why I say you go run your business we've got your social media and so what I love about what you're doing for these ladies on YouTube that are watching consuming and learning from you is like they're learning how to empower themselves to make money for themselves and they know that your like your youtube videos almost act as like an interview like they're testing you out and see if you know what you're talking about and you're helpful and you're relatable for them so that then you can have that one-on-one call where they can get that like personalized experience and they can know you and then know your name know your order what they need you can i'm sure you probably like text them or call them like, Hey, how you doing? What's
2: going on? Where are you at? How are the kids? All that stuff. So another thing I think that's really important. I see a lot of creators. I see a lot of content creators and they just want to talk about their wins. And one thing that I do is I'll tell you about some episodes (laughs) that I've had crying in the kitchen floor because a deal went bad or because something happened or somebody put a bad post up about me on Facebook or I had a troll on YouTube or like some of the bad things. I think it's super important to show those lows and those valleys because we're all going to go through them. And when they realize that I'm going through ups and downs, just like they are, when they realize, like you said, that I'm actually doing what I'm teaching and I like, I'm still doing it, not just that I did it five years ago, but that I am actively still doing this. It really makes us feel like partners, like we're friends and we're, we're attacking this together instead of like, I'm so far in advance and they're trying to catch up. It's not like that at all. We're all learning. We're all growing. And I am super open about all the mistakes that I've made so that you don't have to go through that again. I'm, I'll tell you about my heartbreaks and my headaches and all those things. And a lot of times I'll skim on YouTube that, yeah, this was kind of bad, but then When you actually get with me, I will tell you how bad, bad was. All right. You got
0: to share with us then. What is the worst thing that's ever happened to you on YouTube?
2: On YouTube, I've got one video that's got 931.9 thousand views, almost a million views on this one video on YouTube. Wow. On how to buy houses with a hundred dollars. That's a great headline. But honestly, I was practicing a webinar. It doesn't have a pitch on it. It doesn't have a call to action on it. I stutter, I make crazy noises in the background because I was just putting it on YouTube to send to my coach. It was a complete accident and fluke that this video got picked up and is now almost a million views on it. So that is probably my biggest success and my most embarrassing moment is that this was a practice drill. That was not supposed to be seen by anybody. And now it's leading my channel on views and has been since January of 2018. That's hilarious.
0: One of my top performing videos is how to go live on Facebook horizontally with your phone. (laughs) I made it for one of my clients because, and she's one of my really good friends. And she was, was like, all right, you are struggling. Let me show you how to do this. It's like my third most popular video <laughs> channel. And I'm just like, how is it? How is this the one? Not the one I spent like weeks, you know, editing and like researching. No, it's like this super weird one. And people are like, oh, it, it blows my mind.
2: <laughs> it, it's awful. And I've, you know, I've put some, what I thought were really good, educational, entertaining, funny videos up. They get crickets.
0: <laughs> but what's important is that you made them and you hit that record button. So when you have that kind of content like how do you feel like when you when you have these like these duds that you put all of your heart and soul into or that you think you're going to be so like bomb like there's no way my community is not just going to like eat this up and they don't do
2: well. Like how does that make you feel and how do you deal with it? I just believe in the longevity of YouTube. Like I'm I'm looking at my top videos in the last 48 hours now, and none of them have had a hundred views, which is pathetic for a channel as old as mine with his other with the other views on it. But I'm looking and seeing 73 people, 39 people, nine people, and those people matter also. And so it's not just the big bragging numbers because I have people that send me a message, or send me an email, call the office every single week. Hey, I saw you on YouTube. Can you help me? Mm. And those calls come in no matter how many views my videos get. So as long as people are getting value out of it, yes, I want to reach millions of people just like everybody else, but I also really want to cater to these 73 people, these 13 people. And as long as they're happy, comfortable and, believe in me, then I've got that same momentum that I need to withstand when I do have millions of people, millions of followers, millions of views. I also believe that everything that I'm doing right now, I I just crossed 5,000 subscribers. And I know that was a huge day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a huge day. I got my little banner from TubeBuddy and you know, I thought about printing it out and putting it on the wall. I was so excited, like a certification. Of- Could you imagine um,
0: like what a room of 5,000, like how full a room of 5,000 people would be like, that is impressive. Then it's good. I think that people get so caught up in these, uh, in vanity metrics. Like right now when we're recording this, I have just under 2,200 subscribers and I'm like, Oh man, that's just so frustrating. Cause then I see like these YouTubers I love and admire. And I'm like, why do they have 50,000 or a hundred thousand or, you know, Oh Like I do such better work than them. Like why, or, or why do video game channels have so many followers and all this other kind of stuff? Like I want to help everybody. But if you were to look at it in the sense of like, could you imagine having an event in person where all of those people were there? Like that's a lot of people that, that have, you have intrigued enough to opt into like your, your genius, your brilliance to like, you were so helpful for them. They were like, yeah, subscribe.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I also think it's all s- such a learning curve because, right, I'm throwing an event in November and I'm hoping and praying we have 118 people there. If 5,000 people showed up, I wouldn't have the manpower, the woman power to support them. I wouldn't have the food. I'd have to pull a Jesus moment and we'd have to start making some extra food out of what we had left over in the kitchen. I'll okay. do checks. <laughs> I, just wouldn't be, I wouldn't be prepared. Right. And so I fully believe that, everything I'm going through every year, I'm getting bigger, I'm getting better, I'm finding more, you know, ways to do better videos or to talk better, you know, whatever it is, it's all in the growth. Because if I just woke up with my five-year goals tomorrow, it would be overwhelming. And I, I tell my girls this too, like, if those people give you those kinds of feelings when you watch them, then don't. Because think about it like this, how many more... Meals do you plan on having in your lifetime? No idea. <laughs> Thousands though, right? But if you sat down tomorrow and tried to eat everything that you're gonna eat through the rest of your life, you'd explode.
0: Oh my god, yeah.
2: You Enjoy. have to take it a little bit at a time. It's the elephant thing. You, you can eat an elephant, but you gotta do it one bite at a time. And it might take you a long time to get there. But most things are better when it takes a long time. Like, would you rather a microwave Thanksgiving dinner or a crock pot Thanksgiving dinner? Mm
0: hmm. No, I get that. I get that for sure. So what do you think is the most important thing then for anyone who's looking to get started with YouTube? Like what should they do? Like picking backing off of like what you just said?
2: I would say have fun when you're having fun, when you're happy, when you're a little bit goofy and you roll with that, people will love you let your real self out. Don't be the polished right version. I mean, if it's hot, let people know that it's hot. If you're freezing, if you're outside, don't try to pretend it's not freezing. Just go with it. We're all going through different seasons of life and different seasons outside too. So just roll with whatever it is that you're facing right now because people like people. People want to work with people that they can trust and confide in. So let them know that you're a real person. The kids run in in the middle of the show. Hang on, y'all. I'll be right back. And, you know, <laughs> pause it and come back. If the dog goes berserk because UPS showed up, pause it and come back. It's not the end of the world.
0: Let I've been be- there for both of those. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we all have. You don't make 300 videos and something screwy didn't happen somewhere. Right. So what are some of
0: your favorite tools to help you make your better videos?
2: Tube, TubeBuddy is amazing. The we did word, not tell her to say that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love it. And one of my favorite YouTubers is Brian G. Johnson, and he puts out a lot of great content on how to use TubeBuddy. And I've learned from his free videos on YouTube how to do a lot of great stuff, too. So I, I really, really enjoy that. I also have recently added, oh, I don't know if I have it on this laptop, but it's an extension on Chrome so that I can go check out my competition and see which words that they're searching or ranking for in different keywords. We'll get that for the show notes, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is, but I'll find it for you. Uh, I also, I adore being on podcasts and then leading people back to YouTube because I think we're, we're all busy. And podcasts are a great way to get in front of your audience and then have them follow up with you when they can binge watch all your videos one Saturday night on YouTube, Mm. but they'll hear about you in the car. They'll follow up with you in a week or two. I love podcasts too.
0: (laughs) So what then do you think is one of the most overlooked details or mistakes that a lot
2: of like new YouTubers make or that you made yourself as a new YouTuber? procrastinating. They want to have a year's worth of content filmed in two or three days. And then it takes them six months to actually film one video because they're so overwhelmed with all the process. Don't worry about that. Just take your video, put it up, then do better the next time. Some of my best videos are completely unedited. They have some awkward picture of me as the thumbnail and it's just horrible looking. My mom is probably embarrassed by those. (laughs) But people keep clicking on them and not because it's clickbait or anything. It's just because it's like, oh, what is she talking about? That's an awful face. Let's look at her. (laughs) Just go (laughs) with it.
0: Whatever it is. Just roll with it. Awesome. I just love that. What do you think are some lady only issues that you have faced as a YouTuber? The things that only like you deal with that like men would never deal with.
2: I think as a creator, people, like we talked about earlier, are used to listening to men talk about real estate. And I get a lot of trolls, people talking about, you don't really do that. That's your husband's. You don't really do that. You said your brother was your partner. He does everything. You're just on here talking and you're so full of it and blah, 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 blah. And they just keep trying to box me into that little woman role instead of accepting that, yeah, I actually do make a lot of money every single month for my real estate investments. I had one guy say, you know, it was impossible to have this much passive income. And I look at that and I say, that's his limiting belief because it's totally true. And I take a lot of those screenshots from YouTube when I get trolls and they used to keep me up at night. I don't care anymore but I'll put those up on Facebook and I'll let my Facebook friends come defend my honor on Facebook. They never come over to YouTube, but they do on Facebook. And so that just gives me that little bit of boost of it's okay. These people do love me and other people on YouTube, they love me too. So it's fine. I even had a comment from a troll who said, you know, there's no way a woman makes this much money. You got to be lying. Your passive income can't do this, that, and the other. And because that's why I teach is financial freedom, passive income, collecting money for generational wealth, passing on to your kids, like all that stuff that's super important to moms. And then I started a dump truck company because my mom has four dump truck companies and a bunch of real estate companies. And I actually put that screenshot of that troll saying I don't have any passive income up. And my truck driver, he's actually my picture right there. My truck driver said, any day you sleep after like 5.15 in the morning, you are making money in your sleep. So whether or not he believes your houses do it, I know your truck does it. So just when those comments come in, whether you're man, woman, or child, cause I've seen some nasty comments on some of my friends, kids cooking shows too. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay. That is their limiting belief. That is their insecurity. And as hard as it is to say, the faster you can get over it and do whatever you need to do to refluff yourself up, do that. Put your next video out and roll. Tell me about being a
0: female in a man's world. Let's put some air quotes up here with that. Like you just said two things that whenever people think about them, they probably always fall back into men, like, you know, um, financial investing, you know, generational wealth, truck driving. So how, how do you deal
2: with probably normally being, you know, one of the few women in the room? I went to a meetup, a multifamily investing meetup last week. There was 20 people in the room and two of us were women. And there's a couple reasons or 18 why that (laughs) happened. One is the time of day. It's in the evening. Most women can't just go to the bar and kick it and talk about real estate investing unless there's some immediate, money coming out of it, right? Because they're gonna have to pay for a babysitter or they're gonna have to talk to their mother-in-law to watch the kids or like, it's just an inconvenient kind of time for women to be there. Another reason is it could be on a Thursday morning. Well, most women have jobs or they've got the kids at home. And so again, it's just an inconvenient time. And that's where YouTube is amazing because those women can absorb that content without having to drive somewhere, without having to put their makeup on, without having to feel pressure because they don't understand the vocabulary. That's why YouTube is so amazing. It levels the playing field to where it's not a man's world. It's a woman's world. I mean, Beyonce sings, sings a song about it. Who runs the world? We do. But we just have to get the brass ovaries it takes to own it, to buy it, to keep it, and to quit giving all the glory to somebody else. We are amazing, beautiful beings. And the more that we appreciate that in each other, the better it's going to be because that's where the tide lifts all ships. When I promote you and your business, you promote me and my business, we just get better because it's not competition, it's collaboration. And that's why YouTube is amazing. Kids up in the middle of the night, I'll watch Whitney on YouTube i listen to a podcast on the way to work on the way to pick up the kids, all those things. And then when you do get the chance to go to those meetings, a lot of times you're more educated than you think you are because you've been spending so much time in the background, really marinating on what it's going to take to get to the next level. Does that make sense? That oh sense? no, it's good. No, it's good. <laughs> I'm processing
0: it. Like, a lot of deepness. Like I get it. Well, and like, like in, in YouTube, like, I was inspired to do this because I kept going to conferences and every time anyone talked about YouTube, it was always men. It was a dude. Yeah. And I know all of these men that are these leading educators in this space and I love them all so much. They're so kind. They're so open-minded. They're so educational, but I, they don't, understand all of my struggles. Like they will never be able to talk to me lady to lady. And it's just different. And it's a different sort of like reality and conversation that, that happens. And so when I can meet other lady YouTubers, and that's why I want all of these other ladies that are out there thinking about it or unsure about it, or just like, don't know how they could do it want them to know that they have someone they can talk to that understands their struggles because it's not just about sometimes for us it's not just a simple matter of you know knowing who you're talking to planning out what you're going to say and hitting the record button like with women there's a whole different process that goes into even down to probably the super silly vanity things that people care about like wearing makeup having good hair making sure your lighting's good you know that your background well represents who you are like coordinating how to get it done while the kids are at the center or at daycare. Like right now, while I'm recording this podcast, my kids are literally in the hallway talking to my husband who's manning them while I do this. Like it's having that sense of coordination. Just something natural that happens in this, in in our world, more or less is that women because of how we're programmed and, and, and how we've positioned ourselves, whether it's intentionally or accidentally we still have more hoops to jump through than men. And so when I meet fellow women who are in a space like mine, like YouTube and then also you who's in this male dominated space and you're like, and you literally know I'm empowering women to create their own money. That's just so, that's just so wonderful. Thank you.
2: I'll I'll also say that my mom is amazing. She is the definition of a Proverbs 31 woman. She's been running her own company since 2003. She worked at her dad's company and I grew up watching her buy houses like she'd go out and buy shoes. I mean, it was just no big deal to just go buy a house and go rent it out or go flip it before it was popular. And so my mom was an amazing mentor to me before I even knew I needed a mentor or what a mentor was. And a lot of women didn't grow up with that mom that would show them how to run a small business or a large business and would show them how to be a leader in real estate. So a lot of women that I talked to, they want to take care of their mom. They want to show them a different way. And they let me kind of play the big sister role instead of the mom role, even if I'm younger than them because they can follow what I'm saying and they can say, I said, well, if my mom can do it, I can do it too. Now they're saying, well, if Whitney can do it. If her mom can do it, if all these other women can do it now I can too. Awesome. Well, final
0: advice you have for women who are on the fence, unsure all about that when it comes to this YouTube space, what can you say to kick them in the pants?
2: I would really encourage you to watch small channels and watch them grow and maybe go through some growth spurts and maybe some struggles and some things, because we all know people with the million subscribers and all that. And it's hard to swallow that and to say, well, I've only got 2,200. No 2,200 subscribers is amazing. I mean, it took you years of building up to that. And by the time you get to 2 million, you'll have all these other people, all these other avenues, all these, you know, all these people cheering you on and the confidence to support 2 million people. A lot of us aren't ready for 2 million in two months.
0: No, I don't know how Chanel's doing it.
2: <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> she had a large presence on Instagram first. She was do- like, nope, she only had like 10,000 people, if
0: that, when she started her channel. It was literally the equivalent of like YouTube lightning. Like she just got struck by it. Well, good for her. Yeah, and-, it. and crush it, girl. Go do you. Um, I, I have to say that I wouldn't want that kind of attention like that either. So
2: I will also say too, on that, a lot of people are jumping on that kind of bandwagon and because she's trending right now, everybody feels like they should be trending for that right now. Like good for her. She's in her lane. I'm in my lane and I'm going to keep trucking in my lane until she and I cross paths. And then it will be something, but I'm not just going to put a video up because she's trending right now because she's nowhere near my industry. Mm -hmm. You know, so don't just jump on everything because everybody says it's popular right now. Find those good keywords, those long tail keywords, those areas where you can have 5,000 videos you're competing against instead of 3 million videos that you're competing against. Like really start to go small and enjoy being small as long as you are because Once you go big, you're under a different kind of spotlight.
0: Enjoy the journey and learn from it for sure.
2: Going too, everything that you're learning and growing through use that so that you'll be better and different and brighter next year. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the
0: time to talk to us and help us to be empowered. If people wanted to connect with you and follow you, where do they go?
2: You can go to shebuysit.com slash TV to get on the YouTube channel, or we've got a She Buys It podcast. Anywhere you can type in She Buys It, I'll probably be there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Whitney. I appreciate you and your
1: brilliance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. And if you really love this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes to make the podcast gods and Phil over at TubeBuddy happy.